This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So are you in the club? I know that's a real snarky way of looking at, are you in the organization you want to be a part of? But a lot of times that's how we feel about it, that, oh, we finally made it in the club, so to speak. And there's a lot of things that go on with that. And sometimes we don't want to do that. But if you're really going to make something happen, grow, you have to be part of a community somehow, some way. You can't just do it all on your own. And we're going to talk about that this week in that not looking at it negatively, but the fact is being part of a club is something really special. And you shouldn't have to feel like, oh, I, I, I had to do all these things I didn't want to do in order to get there. But being a part of that club is really what's going to propel you forward and eventually help you propel others forward. And we're going to talk about that coming up right now. It's time for the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stress, and I know whether you're starting a small business, you're a solopreneur, or a leader in a large company, you need to collaborate with people. I want to help you make those collaborations fulfilling, productive, and as profitable as possible. So every Monday morning, we'll drop a new podcast episode to do just that. So let's get into today's discussion. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another podcast. Really appreciate you being here. So what we're really talking about, of course, being in clubs, whatever club that is for you, could be your work club, could be uh, a hobby club, could be anything, could be a political club, whatever it is. What we're really talking about is the fifth dog of the five dogs, the five disciplines of growth. And that is community because you can't really get anywhere solely by yourself. You just can't. When you really think about everything that's out there now, you might be able to do a couple of one-off things like invent something, but to really make things come to life, you have to be a part of something. And But so often we look at that like, oh, you know, it, it, the time it takes or just how you feel about you're going to have to give some things and in a sense, wait your turn. And a lot of times I really struggle with this for several reasons, which we'll get into in a little bit, because sometimes... You, you feel like, did you get anointed or selected or chosen? Or you get into, well, why are other people selected or chosen and you're not? And you have all these animosity type feelings and being in whatever club you're in. And that just kind of goes with just about any any club you join has kind of a hierarchy like that. And some things you have to do in order to get to where you want to be. But like one of the things being in a club, when you think about the old saying, show me three or five of your closest friends and I'll show you you. Well, whatever organization or group you're a part of is kind of the same thing of why are you a part of that organization and how do you, how do you contribute? What do you get out of it? What does that organization do? What does that mean for you? It kind of does describe you also in who you are and what you have to give. And one of the, you know, you want to look at like maybe a negative side of that. When you think about joining a political organization, you almost feel like there there's things you have to do or, or 
what are you compromising in your thought process in order to get to where you want to go? You can look at something even worse if you're working for a company or a group that doesn't have a lot of um, scruples, doesn't have a good moral compass. And next thing you know, we're cutting this corner, cutting that corner, breaking rules, uh, maybe even breaking some laws, or maybe it's just a horrible culture. Maybe it's just a cesspool of HR nightmares and people don't care about other people. And you're in that group. And maybe maybe it's like a fantastic paycheck and you kind of turn a blind eye to all that. But that's you're just as a part of that as anybody who's doing it. And you have to make decisions on what you're going to be a part of what you're going to put your name on, what you're going to put up with. And a lot of times that's exactly what it feels like joining groups rather than something super positive or I can't wait to become part of this group. And, and there's a lot of that too. That could be anything from a fraternity and sorority to who knows, a country club, you name it. Uh, or it could just be working for a certain organization of being able to get into something. Because that old adage is so true that if you want to go fast, you can go alone. But if you, if you want to go far, you have to go together. So you can get a lot of things done quickly on your own, but to really get to super high levels, there's no way you can do it on your own. And you really have to sift through what it really means to be part of a group and be in a club. And can you get in the club and can you be effective in the club? Because the thing is, everything we need to do any of those things, we learned in kindergarten or first grade. We learned how to interact and be polite. We learned how to wait our turn. We learned how to contribute. We learned a little bit how to clean up after our own selves, put our toys away. And we, we learned that from an early stage. And it's kind of the same thing. But then what really makes a big difference is how people interact much later in life in their behaviors and in their, do I really want to be around this person or, or do I really want to do the things this group is doing? And do you have the patience to, when, you, when you're thinking, oh, I should be at a higher level and you're not, do you have the patience to just, in a sense, just wait your turn and wait it out and what you want to do? Because you really, it's really about building alliances with people. And I don't mean like in a mafia style alliance, although a lot of times that's what it feels like. But what I'm really saying is, what can you learn from so you can lead from it? Because the two things with alliances is that you learn from other people and you you lead from other people and you learn different ways to lead with other people within that group. Because you have to be weighing the long term of what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Because so often we want everything right now. And even when we get in a group and there's already people that have been there and you're like, man, I'm, my skills are better. I could do this better. I have better ideas or maybe the ideas you put forward don't get taken right away and we, we just want to stop and give up and change things or not participate and do different things. But that's how that works is thinking about the long term. In other words, what are you giving to get so down the road you get to give that that pendulum swing happens when you finally get somewhere with that group and start making some headway and, and getting some things done and becoming part of the leadership of that group. It kind of swings back the other way. So at first you got to you got to give to get. You got to give your time. You got to give your talents. You got to wait your turn in some cases. Whatever that is, if you're not thinking long term of what you're trying to get, it probably isn't going to work out too 
well. I mean, you think about people who are constantly switching jobs, but they're not getting anywhere in any particular organization. It's it just like, that's a perfect example that they're not getting immediately what they think they should get, whatever that is. And they just kind of, well, I'm going to kind of go do my own thing. But then they're in a sense, like really starting over because every time you enter a new group or club or whatever you want to call it, that whole process starts over again. So you think about what are you giving to get to where you want to be? So then you get to give. And one of the biggest things with that is managing your filters. And by filters, I mean like, how do you naturally react to everything? How do you respond? What's your go-to? And really thinking about those things or, or you hear some piece of information and you automatically have in your brain an answer of why something happened the way it happened or how did it happen? And a lot of times it might not be right. It's just the way you think. And you have to really help control those filters because remember, you're part of a group now. So there's about individual contributor, but then there's also about team player. And where is that balance where you can contribute enough, but it doesn't mean you always get what you want. doesn't mean you always get your way and you're always right. And a lot of times you can trace that back to the own filters you have for yourself and how you respond to things and really be thinking about how do you control those filters so you don't have that automatic response. But you think about not getting to where you want to be. And this is why so many people actually wind up becoming entrepreneurs because they think they can build a better mousetrap, that they can lead people better. And at some point they just get to a place where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go do it myself. And that's certainly not everybody, but that's what you kind of think when, when you don't get what you need, you start thinking, oh, I could do this better. But you got to think of that old Rolling Stones tune. You can't always get what you want, but uh, you know sometimes you find you get what you need, right? Great lyric. But the group isn't always going to go where you want to go. You can't always get what you want. And maybe what you need is to just be part of that group. Or maybe what you need is just to learn that lesson of why didn't you get what you want? Or did you frame it the wrong way? Couldn't you, you not sell your idea? Or maybe it just wasn't time for that. Or maybe you're just in the wrong group. But that's the whole part of maybe you get what you need. In other words, you get the answer you need of why maybe something didn't work out and you can move on from there. Because sometimes you feel like you're being forced into a group. It's needed, but not wanted at first. You, you, you join something um, because you think it's going to be one thing and you say, oh, I've got to do this. And you didn't really want to. But once you got in there, like, oh, hey, this is this is pretty cool. And you, you later find out, even though you needed to, and maybe you just didn't want to, there could be a whole host of reasons for that. Maybe you just don't like being in groups. You like working on your own. You're not uh, a galvanizer. You're not um, that outgoing. You just kind of want to do your own thing. And a lot of that has to do with, with your own individual behaviors for sure. But a lot of times you find that uh, you feel like you're being forced into a group per se, but you really aren't. It's really what you did need. And one other saying I think that I think everybody should have somewhere, either on their wall or in their back pocket, or maybe it's something something on your phone, whatever, that says sometimes you just got to make your own sunshine. You just got to decide that you're going to be okay today, that, that it's not as bad as you think. And you have to just create it because other people aren't going to create it for you. And that can kind of ebb and flow depending on who, what group you're in, who you report to. Maybe you have a leadership change and it's way worse than it used to be and all of that. But really the 
it goes back to the old, you can't really control what happens to you, but you can certainly control how you respond to things. And that can really help you through because I promise you, no matter how great everything is, at some point, it's going to not be as great as it was. I mean, you look no further than and, and pick a sport, football, baseball, soccer. It doesn't matter. The same person, the same team, they don't win the championship every year. You might get somebody who might pull off two in a row, maybe, but then they're not. And how do you think that how different the, the practice field or the locker room feels when they were on top of the world and now they're not? And a lot of times they have the same people. It's like, so what changed and what kind of environment is that? Because there's really a beauty of, of being part of a community when you think about all the disciplines of growth success and that fifth one of community and how you can grow through other people, how you can learn from other people, how you can influence other people and be influenced by other people. I mean, there's no better way to grow yourself than being in the right group and being in a trustworthy group and all of that and getting to where you want to be to where a majority of people saying, yes, this person's got it. This, they've got the right idea. That That's the beauty behind being in a community because no matter how well you do anything else, if you're not with other people. What What is the point? What is the point? I can't, there's an anything, even if you're like a writer, right? You think, oh, I write a book and then everybody else reads it or whatever. But that's a community too, your, your readership. So you might think, well, because you always hear stories about writers, like they lock themselves in a basement or some kind of special room or they have a, not all of them, but quite a few have a, a special place they go to write and they're all alone. Nobody's around. It's just them and their thoughts. And, and they think, well, I just, I'm all by myself. Well, that's not true because you're creating something a whole group of people are going to enjoy or if you're going to sell any books, you probably have to do a little bit of marketing, which that's a whole group in itself also, whether you like it or not. There's really nothing out there that creates individualism in a sense. There's a lot of individual type contributions, but even famous Hollywood actors in movies, we all fawn over the actor. But the, you know what? Next time you go to a movie, stay, like literally stay while all the credits roll. And you think of how many people you saw on the screen, you know, unless, and I'm not talking about if there's a scene where there's a massive crowd, like in a football stadium or something, but I mean, just the, the main actors and actresses, count how many of those people there are versus how many people in the credits. And you start to realize what did it take to make that happen? And just about every community is kind of like that, where we may see that front person, but we never see the group behind them, but we know there's a group behind them. Like there's no no way people can do all this stuff. Or you think about high level social media influencers and they're like, you think they spend 18 hours a day on social media. They don't. They have a whole team that does that. Now they're involved in, hey, this is what we're going to put out this week. And this is the picture I want. And here's the phrase and all, I get all that. But as far as them actually doing it, None of them are doing that. They pop in every once in a while, answer a few questions and all that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just, just what it is. They have a team. There's really nothing out there that doesn't really involve a community. I mean, unless you're going to live in a, in a log cabin out in the woods all by yourself, but then what do you have? A lot of solitude, but you're not going to get much done doing that. So when you think about all of those things, the beauty of being in a community and the the privilege and the importance really starts to hit home. But there's some, you know, there's some rules to all that. And you know that as you deal with people, you know, as I use other musical lyrics, I also think about uh, the Guns N' Roses song, Welcome to the Jungle, where they, they literally say, you can have anything you want, but you better not take it for free. Meaning, what did you contribute to get it? And most of our communities are like that. You can't just keep taking and taking and taking and expect people to want you to be around. But being in a group, I, you know, when I talk about like personal individual behavior, and I know this is where I struggle long term 
being in any kind of group. And when I look at things like, for example, I'm an Enneagram 5, which means I'm a quiet specialist. If you've ever taken the working genius survey, which is pretty cool for work, my, my main strength is discernment. I like to look at something and just either solve it or make it better. Uh, or, or I'm an ISTJ on the Myers-Briggs. All of those things are very similar in that I like to look at maybe a dysfunctional operation and tinker with it, fix it. But once it's running and everything's kind of normalized, I need to do something else. And so in other words, it's like, I don't know I could ever be like a long-term CEO of something because of that, where I like to go in and, and fix things that are broken and then move on to the next broken thing. And it's just kind of my thing. So I think it's important that you realize what you're really built for, because that's really going to determine how you're going to act in any given community. Are, are you that kind of person that that's a specialist, a quiet specialist, like my Enneagram number? Or are you somebody that gathers people, enables other people, cheers other people on, uh, all that kind of thing? It, it really does make a determining factor. And when you're thinking about being involved in the community and how, I think you just got to be honest with yourself and say, how am I built? I don't know why I'm built the way I'm built, but I know I'm built a certain way. So knowing that, how do I interact with this particular community or whichever community it is? What role should I play? Those are the questions you got to really dig into because on the one hand, you do need to be parts of communities. But on the other hand, where do you fit in? And not everybody can be in charge. Because when you think of all of those struggles, and I'm talking about like when you first get into a community, not like long term, but when you think about the things you have to give in order to get some traction and, and gain some notoriety and things like that. And then you finally make some headway and you get into some leadership positions, or, or maybe you wind up leading an entire company or an entire organization or whatever that is. And then guess what happens? The things that you went through, you start doing. And it makes kind of total sense because now you're a leader and you got all these other people coming up behind you and they've got to, in a sense, prove themselves too or, or see how do they fit into the operation or what do they do for the operation. So when you're the leader, it kind of goes back the other way because all leaders think the same thing, whether they're leading a department, an entire company, whether they started something on their own, the person at the very top always thinks that they care more about the operation than anybody else. They have the most ownership. And in most cases, that's true, or at least they think it is. Let's put it that way. That they then Because you think about the role of a CEO, you have to think about everything or be concerned. Doesn't mean you're doing everything, but you have to be thinking about everything and how everything works together. And so now you're at the top and you're looking at a bunch of people that are wanting to grow in your organization and the things that you used to frustrate you about moving ahead is now what you're telling them that they need to do. And a lot of that has to do with how you were brought up or how you were taught. So those are, it's, it's interesting how those same frustrations, you're not going to be any different when you get to that top layer or, or you're part of the decision makers that everybody coming behind you isn't going to go through a lot of the exact same things that you went through. But the way to get started, no matter what club you're in, is before you do anything, or, or even if it's the reverse, you're hired into leadership, whatever that is. You build trust first, then you show ability and you focus on the team. And I've said many, many times in many podcasts that that's the two things people want to know when you're new to something is how are you? Meaning how do you respond to things? How do you think? How do you act? That's the building the trust part. Then comes the ability. What does this person actually know? What can they contribute? Once they got those two figured out, that's really going to determine how well you're going to do, that they can trust you and that you have the ability to help them. They can come to you. They can rely on you. 
once you start getting that out of the way, here's some some questions you got to ask yourself. When you're thinking about joining any organization, whether it's a job or some kind of outside club, whatever that is, why do you want to be in the club? And, and I really mean that. Like, what is your want? What are you trying to get out of it? And I, and I know in a very... Uh, snarky negative way, we can talk about political groups and say, well, I want power. I want the ability to do this or do that. And sadly, a lot of that's true, but it's still an answer that you have to give. Like, why do you want to be part of that group? And there's some groups you're like, man, I'd really like to be in charge of that someday. And other groups you're, you're like, well, uh, I just want to be a part of it. I just want to be around. I just enjoy it. Like when I think about in the, the uh, pilots group that I, I go to once a month, we don't necessarily have a hierarchy, if you will, but there's a lot of very, very experienced pilots in the room and pilots like myself that are pretty relatively new with a very limited knowledge. But we're all answering like same questions, having the same discussions, talking about the same safety procedures and what we think. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a casual thing. But there's other groups that will have a definite org chart, if you will. And where do you fit in that? And why do you want to be a part of that group? Because if you can't answer why, what's your want to be in that group, you're really going to struggle with the whole give to get equation, which goes with everything you do. What are you going to give to get what you want? But if you can't answer the want, you, you really can't determine how much or how long you're willing to give to get there. So you got to really understand why do you want to be a part of that group at all? Number two, will you sweep the floor and take the trash out? And you say, well, I didn't apply to be the custodian. And I'm not saying that. But when you think about joining the group, are you willing to do the small tasks, the things that like nobody else wants to do, to show that you really want to be a part of that group? And I'm not saying the opposite should be true, that uh, they should be able to take advantage of you, showing some humility. Like literally, would I sweep the floor? Would I take the trash out? Would I do whatever little insignificant but favorable thing they would like, what I do in order to show that, hey, I'm really here to be here. I'm not here to just say, oh, I'm a part of such and such a group and all of that. And then it's it, when, when it comes time to volunteering for functions, you're nowhere to be found. When it comes time to clean up, nowhere to be found. But when there's time to receive some community award, boy, you're right there. You ever have people in groups that you're in like that? I bet you have that, that really don't contribute too much. It's kind of like I think if you watch Game of Thrones and you watch uh, Brandon the Broken at the end who didn't you know, do anything with any of the battles whatsoever, but somehow he got anointed king at the end. I never understood that, but it's kind of like that. And a real simple question is what can you learn from each club member? Like really learn from them. That's where you're going to really gain some buy-in. If, if you're looking to advance in any core group of people, but really being interested in other people way more than you're interested in yourself, way more. But what can you learn from them? And there's some things you can learn that are really good. And there's some things that maybe you want to shy away from because there's going to be people in your group, but maybe some behaviors that aren't so great. And you can learn from that too. Or you can just kind of learn from some of those who are doing well in the group and what are they like? Maybe you can be like that. Maybe you can't. I'm not saying fake it because nothing drives me nuts more than the whole fake it till you make it saying, but what can you learn from each member? And then once you've done that, what can you contribute to the group or the individual? How can you help other people to just be able to say, I'm just, it's just an honor to be here. I'm happy to be part of this group, that you appreciate it and you can start contributing to it. That's when you can really think about the other four dogs. Because I always say, you really want to grow, you need five, everybody needs five dogs, five disciplines of growth success. So the other four, because we already talked about community, that's the fifth one, which is the point of this whole podcast. But the other four, strength, conditioning, technique, and mindset. And you're thinking, okay, I'm not an athlete and that's not what I'm asking you to be, but think about strength 
strength of what you're able to accomplish. When you think about conditioning, how long can you do that for? And you think about technique, that's the ability to learn, to do something specific in a specific way. And then the mindset. This is where I was talking earlier about managing your own filters or how do you view things in your mindset of why are you a part of this group? Even if you feel like the group isn't getting anywhere or you're not getting anywhere, is your mindset still the same in why did you start this in the first place or why did you become a part of this group in the first place? That's all mindset of how do you keep driving forward like a direction on a compass? And then know, you know, know when it's time to go. So you may not be a part of the same group forever, but when I say no, when it's time to go, that could be good or bad. I'm not saying nothing's working out. Screw this. I'm out of here. Now, you may have those thoughts. That's not really what I'm saying here. I'm saying when you feel like you've learned what you could, you've contributed what you could. And, and it doesn't mean you're going to go. Maybe you just change what you do with that group. Or maybe you do leave outright, but that's good or bad that you know there's nothing really left here for me to grow or learn from or give to. And maybe it's just time for something else. But knowing when it's time to go rather than phoning it in, rather than faking it, rather than just saying you're part of this group just to say you're part of this group. Or maybe you do feel like you're really not part of the group because of how the group responds or acts to you. And knowing when it's time to go is a good or bad thing. And you understand that. So if you can really focus in on those six things, you can do pretty well in any group. So again, answer the want. Why do you want to be in the club? Are you willing to sweep the floor and take out the trash? Meaning start at the bottom and work your way up. What can you learn from every club member? Then what can you contribute to every club member and the team? Think about using the other four disciplines of growth success with strength, conditioning, technique, and mindset. And when the time is right, know when it's time to go. Because there's no doubt you're going to need communities to move forward. Doesn't matter whether it's a job, a hobby, anything, whatever groups you're going to be a part of, you want to move forward in things and, and really learn and grow. It's going to be through a community. There's no doubt about that. And you've got to understand the why you join and be honest with yourself of where you fit in, like what your particular strengths bring to that. Know what's yours and what's theirs in the community. What's your role? What's your contribution? And what's their contribution? What's their obligation? Ultimately, you're in control of you. Maybe today is not your day yet. But what did you learn for tomorrow? Because there's always a next season in your life. As long as you decide, there is going to be a next season in your life. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and start up your own discussions on the topic of the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. And check out the links in the show notes and give us a rating so we know how we're doing and five stars would be pretty sweet. So until next week, remember, you know you have to get work done with other people, but how you get done work with other people is entirely up to you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.